Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with Jalissa Apps and James Magnuson. Big stories overnight. We've all woken up to no more Aussies in the Australian Open. The dream is over. Some of us woke up. Some of us have stayed awake all night and witnessed that. Uh, Alex Dimonor went down. Six love in the last set to Rublev to be knocked out of the Australian Open. Let's have a listen to what Alex Dimonor had to say after his loss. Yeah, it's a tough, tough match too. Um... Yes, uh, to finish up my my campaign here, obviously had aspirations for for more, but um, yeah, my time here was cut short. Uh, Andre deserved the win today. He he played too good um, in the fourth and fifth set. He kind of, um, in my eyes, just let go and started swinging freely and caught a little purple patch and yeah it was uh it was too good in the end he needs to pause more in between sentences that was really easy listening um, <laughs> wow why are you just why do they all, they all start sounding a little bit euro like even his phrasing in terms that he was using then started sounding like a bit euro i guess they spend so much time overseas do you reckon yes. he'd have is he rich enough to have a house in Monaco? Not yet. Well, he doesn't live. He doesn't live in Australia. He doesn't. Yeah, right. No, I can't remember where he lived. I know Tommy had a house in Monaco or an apartment in Monaco when he was early in his career. It seems to be the go. He you lives get... in Monaco. There you go. Yeah. So aren't you all across <laughs> residences? Tax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tax. Um, um, yeah. Couple um, more wins, and I reckon I would have got the. Nah, not really. But uh, it's worth it. You pay. I think it's you pay like a fee when you become a citizen, an extra two million dollars on top of whatever house you bought or what uh, property to yeah. become a citizen, and then no tax. Love it. Um, it's so sad for him because when you're watching it, you just feel like there was not much more he could have done. Tried his heart out. Yeah. Probably just needs to get a bit more power about him. Needs to hit what's your gym? Do you want to plug it? Tribe Marrickville. Yeah, Tribe. Needs to hit Tribe. I don't know if we can make him any taller, but we can definitely make him stronger. But the yeah, problem is it's, it's such a trade-off, though, because he's so fit and agile around the yeah. court. That yeah. bit of extra strength may cost him a meter or two in speed, or yeah. he might not be able to do the splits and like he, he was. he has bulked up hugely over the past He's just a small frame, isn't he? You'd think probably now at his age, what is he? I think he's like 24, 24. 24. Yeah, he's 24. So his body's not really going to... All right. Plan for him. Okay. Have a kid. Oh. And get dad strength. 
okay. It's the thing. You never heard of dad strength? In athletics or in like athlete? Just life. Like as as a young boy, um, you know, if you try and fight your dad or wrestle your dad when you're a young kid, you realize how strong dads are. So you get dad strength when you have a kid. Pop on out. Well, not him, but he's... Jesus. No, his partner's a tennis player, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, she needs to take one for the team, pop out a kid and give Alex Demonor men's... rare kind of... Do you, is this the kind of, like, you do do a bit of work with athletes, don't mm. you? Is this the kind of advice that you're giving them? They're usually uh, young, budding athletes, so I'm not telling them to have kids. <laughs> but yeah, right. I think Alex Demonor needs dad strength. Okay. Uh, let's stay on tennis. And, well, look, we're going to stay quirky as well. Sabalenka. So quirky. <laughs> <laughs> has been signing people's heads. Have a listen to this. We just like to do weird shit, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just started this. <laughs> I mean, I just did it before the first match, and after after I won the first match, I just told Jason, it's my fitness coach. I told him like, well, I guess it's a routine right now, and he's like, he's really, he's not happy with that, but he understands everything. <laughs> a little superstition, maybe. I mean, I think so. Yes. <laughs> Wow, that was funny. <laughs> um, no, Sabalenka's been signing the head of her fitness coach. Uh, so we were talking superstitions. She did it once. She won. She keeps doing it. Uh, superstitions for me, J.A., I had a superstition where I would wear the same pair of goggles until I lost the race in them. Yeah. Which at times was starting to get super risky because the same pair was starting to look pretty beaten up. And walking out for a big race, looking at these goggles going, is today the day they fall off? Uh, superstitions for you, uh, eating stock cubes, Vegemite these by the are, tablespoon. No, these, are, these are pastimes. Just pastimes, Just okay. Pastimes. But you don't have any superstitions. No, no, I mentioned one that I keep a $50 note in my wallet that my uncle gave me and said, if you keep this in your wallet forever, you'll always have money. Mm. You never had like a before a big live cross or something, before your first live cross even, there wasn't anything that you did to quell the nerves? No. No, nothing. I don't even. Do you know? I don't even write down what I'm going to say. Really? It just comes out. Whatever, whatever's coming out, that's what you're getting. Look out! Look out! Back, <laughs> back to you. <laughs> do you have any superstitions? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you got a really good superstition, I want to hear from you. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Give us a call. Uh, Pedro the Rooster says he thinks he missed out on the dad strength. No, it's a thing. The thing, I'm going to do a quick whip around the SEN office and ask all our dads, do they get stronger after they have a kid? Res- just just wrestling your kids? or just No, no, no. It's just a dad strength. Even, you know, you shake hands with a dad and they you, you can feel the dad strength. What? Yeah, flowing through uh, their veins. That is so funny. Uh, well, a lot of the mums on tour say that the, like, the strength that they've come back with after having a baby is yeah. different. Yeah. Well, you but, hear I mean, stories about physical, like, you hear stories about mums lifting cars off kids and stuff. They mm. get superhuman strength. Yeah, dads just have general dad strength. It's a thing. Yeah, every every boy out there knows that like dads have dad strength. The Aussies in the doubles still count as Aussies, don't they? I mean, yeah, yeah but this is say- us doubles. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is us saying that there's no Aussies left in the. Drive. I don't know. Are you going to stay watching the doubles? Do you watch doubles? If I was down there, I would. You would watch doubles? I watched, uh, yeah, but are you tuning in at night to watch the doubles or are you now going to watch Djokovic and the, the singles? What time of night am I awake till? Your time. Yeah, I'll watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, watch, I'll watch it all. Okay.
I didn't know they still had those channels on pay TV. I thought they got rid of them. Uh, all right. Time now to talk to Clint Newton from the Rugby League Players Association. Clint, quickly off the top, do you have any superstitions from your playing days? Mm. Yeah, morning. Uh, yeah, I had a few, um, pr- probably more than I wanted. Uh, I got rid of a few by the end of my career. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, my first ever game I played for the Knights just in Jersey Flag. I, ran, I went out last and ended up scoring a double. So I, for the rest of my career, I tried to run out last um, most of the time. Oh, well, I always like used that. to enjoy that one where they used to wait and wait in the sheds to try and sort of get get my anxiety going and mm. see who could try and push me, push me <laughs> in front of the line. Um, yeah, that one. Obviously, my... Uh, uh, the speedos uh, that I used to wear, washed obviously, not um, continuing to play with them unwashed, but um, the same same speedos. What did they um, look like by the end of the career? Uh, well, I had to change. I, I would change them uh, every probably every two years, you know, to to get a new new lot. Yeah, I don't think I could go with the um go the full lot from from eighteen to thirty. <laughs> They would have ended up more like a jock strap than a set of speedos, I'd say, <laughs> you know, with the wear and tear. But, um, so yeah, but no, there was a, a few, few ones, few ones like that um, uh, that I used to have. But uh, yeah, no, comes with a bit of OCD as well. So, um, so yeah, I've heard that the undies or the, the speedos was popular amongst rugby league players. Hey, um. Can we get an update on, on Ronald Volkman, Clint? So much in the news uh, about this situation, a very unique situation that, that hasn't been seen for a while. But but where are we at now with Ronald? Yeah, you're 100% right, James. This is a unique situation. It's a pretty disappointing one as well. Uh, I hope that this is probably some evidence that goes to any doubters of why we sort of held, we held the line during the CBA because yeah. uh, a, a big part of this was about strengthening the terms and conditions for our members. Uh, just like every other worker out there, you, when you when you go to work, you want to know that you're properly protected um, and that those that are responsible for looking after you um, will comply with their obligations. Um, and if they don't, then they'll be held accountable. Um, now, players aren't always shown the respect they deserve, um, just like other employees out there. Um, and we just we hope that, you know, that, again, this sort of shines a light on some of that. But the process for a departing player at a club and, and joining um, another club should be pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the player's given permission to talk to other clubs, a medical takes place, and then the termination occurs pretty quickly before a contract's then registered uh, with the new club. Now, what's happened in Roland's case is just completely, you know, jumbled up and, and botched, really. And the only person that's negatively affected is the player in this situation. Mm. So what, what, uh, what, where to from now? Is a club going to cover this? Or does this now come under what you were telling me about, I think about maybe six weeks ago when we spoke, Clint, the new player fund that you would, did push so um, strongly for in the CBA, could could he maybe be covered by that? Or is this going to come back to one of the clubs? Well, yeah, I think the most important part is we have to start the process um, and work through it. I mean, I'm always in favour of everyone getting an opportunity to, to put their case forward. Um, and due process has to be followed. So, again, what we'll be doing is... in from our side of things, uh, we want to ensure that, um, that Ronald is fully protected and his contract um, is on foot um, because that's certainly the way in which 
it should take place, but no player should be left in a situation where they're having to foot their own medical bills yeah. um, due to the fact that they've sustained an injury whilst performing obligations at the club. So, again, we'll work through that process first. Uh, and we certainly are hopeful for a positive outcome there, and, and then we can explore some of the other things that are available. Just the common sense test from a average punter. Looking at it myself, I look at, all right, where was he injured at the Warriors? Workplace injury. Who was your employee at the time? That's who who covers the cost. Is is it that simple? Or, you know, I know he signed a, a release from the Warriors afterwards. Does that take away any? Um, responsibility from that for them or you know is there something that he signs when he when he leaves the worries that says any payments or, or costs from now on are, are no longer our concern well usually in a situation you know when uh, you terminate a contract just like you terminate um, an employment agreement with uh, an employer um you, you you're relinquishing those rights okay However, um at the same time um in these types of circumstances which i haven't really seen before uh, that's why it becomes important to ensure that due diligence was undertaken uh, in the treatment of a, of a person, particularly when they're responsible for ensuring that player does get um, gold standard treatment at the club, ha- has taken place. And then yeah. obviously when they move to another club, particularly if they're training at their facility and they're, um, and they're performing all their obligations with their new employer, then obviously they should be protected as well. No player should be ever put in a situation where they're turning up at work without all the insurances and protections in place and performing their duties. It would be like both of you walking into the studio today without a contract um, and potentially falling over, you know, as you're walking up the stairs. If you don't have a contract in place, then you're not protected. You know, so again, that's the due diligence that's required at clubs. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect people to uphold um, those standards mm. uh, and we'll, we'll be pressing forward. And with the player manager here, so, you know, the Dragons have to shoulder some real responsibility, the Warriors potentially as well. The only one that really hasn't done anything wrong, from my view, is, is Ronald Volkman. But the player manager, to sign that release before signing a contract with the Dragons, before doing a medical, what responsibility do they take in this scenario? Yeah, agents... Uh, obviously, have a great responsibility, you know, to to look after their um, to their client and the player. Uh, obviously, from an RLPA's perspective, we negotiate all the collective terms and conditions in which has to be followed by the club, and ultimately, then the agent must, you know, ensure that that they work within the parameters in which we've secured. Um, and that's you, you're 100% right. Uh, a player shouldn't be in a position where a termination um, occurs, and then there's several days that go past before um, a player has a contract that's registered with the NRL. So, yep, that's all part of part of this process. And that's why, as I said, this is an incredibly unique situation, which seems as though there are many parties that have, have played a role in this. Um, but at the same time, um, we can't control that now. Uh, what we need to do is ensure that um, Ronald is protected and that he has provided uh, a fair opportunity to put his position forward with us and then the other separate part of this is you know now um not that i would have thought this was required but it seems as though there needs to be you know further communication provided out to the industry to ensure that or to certainly minimize the chance of this ever happening again because it just just can't 
Clint, I don't know if you can answer this um, specifically on him just because of privacy and things like that, but mm. when he would have felt some sort of injury or something mm-hmm. there, would he have maybe not known how serious that was? Or perhaps is there a pressure to not say anything when you've got all these negotiations going on? Or I'm just wondering, like, is it potentially like he was like, oh, I've just got a bit of soreness, but uh, it not not actually have known how serious it was? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's like, again, like anyone in the workplace, um, you do, there, there is responsibility for the player to, to bring information forward. Um, and that's all part of this process. But we're confident. Mm. Um, that that Ronald's acted um, uh, diligently and worked through that process. Uh, and again, he's not a medical expert. Yeah, so yeah. No different to you, to you, James. If you were um, in your past career, like if you're saying to someone that, "Hey, I've got an issue here," um, then it's on the, the employer or the people that are responsible for looking after you to to do the right thing and work through their appropriate checks and balances. Now, if that hasn't taken place. Um, then that's where that comes into the conversation. So, um, but yes, like largely, yeah, that that would be the expectation as well. So again, we're not looking for players to have get out of jail free cards here, mm. um, because yeah. again, that's that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, where a player has put anything forward, then we expect people to act accordingly. Yeah. Hey, on a slightly lighter note, Clint. Uh, I'm hearing rumours around the halls here at SEN from some of our own, like Justin Ho, that there's a chance you may be lacing up the boots shortly again. Come back on the cards. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to... Um, uh, I was hoping there was going to be a, a bigger announcement than just um, releasing it here, but maybe there is no bigger announcement <laughs> on, on SEN with, with both of you. But... Um, but yeah, this no is as big as you get. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, um, so yeah. After um, after a lot, lots of um, careful consideration, uh, I um, I will be putting the boots back on um, this um, this at the end of this week in the Nines Premier League tournament. The RLPA um, is putting a team into the tournament, and uh, and yeah, I'll be part of the part of the team in the inaugural team. I think it's a Good opportunity there. Um, good chance to uh, blow the cobwebs off um, mm. the boots and the speedos, James, and um, <laughs> and, and uh, take the field with a few of my old um, uh, old rivals and, and teammates, with the likes of you know Willie Mason and Justin Horro and Chris McQueen and um, Sam Thiday and uh, Dale Copley and um, uh, and a number of others. So yeah, no, it's um, it's shaping up to be a, uh, a good tournament. To be fair. I probably didn't realise how serious the tournament was, and mm. um, uh, when there's uh, a number of youngsters getting around there um, that are playing in the Q Cup and the like, that yeah. are probably vying for spots in their um, yeah. in the season ahead, and there's some prize money there. But I think we've got enough uh, enough artillery to um, make it interesting. That's for sure. It's a good side. Jeremy Lattimore was trying to recruit me to come up and play. And I was, I was seriously thinking about it, but then when he started rattling off some of the names like you just did then, Clint, and saying there was prize money, and saying how there was some young up-and-coming players who basically go full bore, I was like, ah, leave me out, thank yeah. you. I was thinking it was going to be a nice, fun thing, maybe like a hold for three rather than <laughs> full contact. But he said he reckons he play. I think he's played the last couple of years, and he said it, it, they go full bore. 
Even when like you get those footy players go back to the country competitions just to, you know, have a bit of a like ex footy players. Yeah. Everyone wants to tackle them and you yeah. know, like it's a real it's it's let not. alone a six foot five swimmer that stands out like dogs balls. Yeah. I would have the biggest <laughs> target on my head ever. Yeah. Yeah, I think there might there might be some targets on a few people, but as I said, I think um I think one thing that I reckon we will win is the is the bander and the sledging. So I think um who knows there might be some guys getting mic'd up for the mic'd up for the event. So uh, again we've got some some of the great sledges of our of our uh, of the modern era um playing. So it should be should be good fun. But look, it's it's just a really good opportunity for us um to work uh, to put a team in uh, particularly with the launch of our new uh, past player and transition program um, and levering, leveraging this chance to engage our past players. Uh, it should be a great couple of days uh, to bring players together. So uh, we've got our launch up there uh, this Thursday night um, with um, Bolter Brewing uh, with our past player NRL and NRLW players. Mick Fanning's going to be there for a Q&A. We know Mick. He's a massive rugby league supporter, yeah. uh, particularly uh, the Penrith Panthers. So, um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to bring past players together. And Tommy Simons has done a great job um, with the recruitment of Keegan Hicksgrave and, and Joe Nullivale, uh into our into our team. So it's a really critical space for the RLPA moving forward. It was another reason why we, um, you know, dug our heels in in the CBA and uh, and and fought hard to to get an increase in investment. And, uh, in this space, because it has been, um, it has been a probably an underinvestment, um, and a, and largely a lot of um, things are required to to be advanced and move forward, like other codes. And we've we've been sort of left at the barriers a little bit um, the last few years, but there's been some great job. But now I've got some guaranteed investment and uh, some good people to further support the programs that have been initiated and and what we can drive forward. We're going to see if we can get our hands on some of this mic'd up audio. Yeah. Remember Willie Mason did the one for Sturlow's show, I think it was? That that gets re-released every yeah. couple of months. Yeah. Massive. Um, all right, thanks for joining us, Clint. Good luck yeah, thanks, at the Nines. Uh, dust off those Speedos. Uh, hopefully they've stood the test of time and uh, we look forward to hearing how you go. No, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, both of you have a great week. Thank you. The Breakfast Show this morning brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Some quick feedback coming through on the Clint Newton chat. Uh, To my way of thinking, the player is 100% responsible to tell the club about your injury. He couldn't pass the ball. He must have known it was pretty serious. That's from Kane. Uh, Pedro the Rooster says, hey, Clint, surely Volkman's manager should have advised him not to train until he was uh, covered. Thoughts? Uh, Yep, makes sense. Bing says, hi, team. If the Dragons are saying they have no responsibility, then why was Ronald there? Does this mean that anyone can attend a Dragons training session? (laughs) Fair. uh, Jeremy says, so Volk couldn't pass a footy and he wasn't aware something was wrong. Okay, dot, 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 dot. All right, plenty more to come, but uh, for now, the news. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building to Australia together. If you're just waking up, Jealous. got that Alex Demon or hangover, uh, here's some of what's making news. 
as I just alluded to, no more Aussies left in the singles at the Australian Open. Very sad night following Alex Dimonor's loss. Went down six love in the last set. He was right in it, J.A. He did until some that good trying. Set. He did some, some good <laughs> trying. Gets a participation medal. Uh, Brisbane Heat will host the Adelaide Strikers tonight on the Gold Coast. The Sydney Sixers await the winner in the BBL final on Wednesday night at the SCG. Usman Khawaja has been progressing well through concussion protocols and will be assessed again today prior to a return to training. Liverpool had a 4-0 win over Bournemouth in the Premier League this morning, cementing their spot on top of the EPL ladder. Uh, last place, Sheffield United equalised with the penalty in the 13th minute of stoppage time to salvage a 2-2 draw with West Ham. Let's have a listen to the audio of that. Maybe new optimism for Sheffield United that their goose might not be cooked just yet. McBurney goes for it. Was he fouled by the goalkeeper? The goalkeeper has fouled him. Penalty for Sheffield United. High drama, high jeopardy at Bramall Lane. A club desperately grappling for a route off the bottom of the table. And that goal is crucially important. Four home Premier League games in a row. Four goals for Ollie McBurney. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the Sydney Kings have gone down at home to the Perth Hi. Wildcats at 104 to 98. It was Perth's sixth straight game and Titans that hold on a top two spot. The Kings are sitting fifth on the ladder. Uh, phone lines are open now and we have uh, availability, availability. Call us one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Hey, we wanted to, we were talking earlier about mm. superstitions. Mm. Um, I want to hear some good superstitions from people. Yeah, uh, someone's text in, but there's no number on it. It ends in no name on it. it ends in nine one nine. Please put a name just in case you. It's a follow up to another text, and we don't like because we don't always look at the numbers. Because this person said, "Must be a slow news day." I've given you who will ultimately foot the bill. I work in the industry. Is that a previous text that we haven't seen? Not sure. We'll but, do some digging. But you need to stir up interest, LOL. I, I don't think anyone knows who's footing the bill at the moment. So I'm curious as to what industry you're in, who you think will foot the bill, but please text back in. All right. Time now for this. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet joins us on Summer Breakfast. Hey, Nick, just quickly, any superstitions of yours? Yeah, yeah. Morning, Miss Old Jaleesa. Uh, yeah, I do actually. I wear odd socks when I'm at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm a big horse racing fan, and it goes back to about ten years ago when I was working uh, for the Daily Telegraph. I think it was. I was in a <clears throat> a protest from uh, Karen McAvoy against James McDonald, wow. and uh, I'd spoken to K Mac after the race. He looked like he had half a chance of winning it, and I was in for big collective. He got it. We're sitting in the stewards' room, and James McDonald, who was an apprentice at the time, now the absolute star of the world in the in the pigskin, he uh, he looked distracted. Anyway, at the end of it, he came out to the media, and they said, "Oh, what was you know what happened there?" And he said, "I was distracted by Nick Ashman's socks, these bright, <laughs> odd-coloured wow. socks." And so, as a result of wearing them, I uh, possibly picked up more money than I should have done. <laughs> How but good. now I wear odd socks everywhere I go. I feel like racing Probably. is full of superstitions. Oh, like hunting but particularly. Hunting, yeah. But yeah. you know the one that really annoys me is when someone goes, I always bet on the grey. Wow, you're so original. <laughs> you're so yeah. different to everyone. 
they're probably tipping better than I am at the moment, though, Julissa. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, Nick. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to uh, let I've you. Got another um, one for you today. Oh yes, do you? Great. Nice. I, That's I what love, we want. I love chatting to before, you. Before before we get to that, Nick, uh, Alex Dimonor out last night. No more Aussies left in the Australian yeah. Open. Um, how's that market shaping up mm. now? Yeah, well, look, he lost to Andre Rublev in that five-seater that you guys just touched on. He now plays, uh, Rublev plays Yannick Sinner in the quarterfinal. Sinner, twenty expected to beat Rublev there. Novak won yesterday in straight sets. He's seven to beat Taylor Fritz in the quarterfinals. And all eyes tonight will be on Carlos Alcaraz, the number two seed who takes on Kikmanovic uh, at 7 o'clock. two for Alcaraz, so... Uh, He's expected to get through to the quarterfinals, and so too Daniel Medvedev, the Russian. Uh, he's a dollar two uh, of uh, to, to get through as well, guys. So, bit to play out today. Very much so. What about the NFL playoffs? Yeah, well, we're just underway now. The Bucks, uh, Tampa Bay, are playing the Detroit Lions. It's three all. Uh, Detroit in player dollar twenty-seven expected to win. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills, who are in good form at present. The Bills are dollar sixty-five. And then uh, we then we play on to uh, next Sunday with the Bills and the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, so we'll see what we'll see what unfolds there, guys. But uh, Chiefs and the, the Bills, dollar uh, sixty five for the Bills looks a pretty good price of mine. I'm assuming this is a betting market, but I have no idea where we're going here. I've got in my notes the world's most livable city. Because I was asking Nick to um, have mm. like some niche markets, and he has come through. All the time. So who who really names this world's most livable city, Nick? Well, it's the uh, it's based on the the Economist Global Livability Index. Uh, I have no idea. It's a bit like the old twelfth man, you know, minus the number of uh, spanners in the synchrome tool set. <laughs> uh, Vienna's your dollar eighty three favourite. Copenhagen two fifty. Melbourne five dollars. Sydney eight fifty. No one's I was heard in of Wagga for five years and left to come back to Sydney. That <laughs> work. <laughs> What about Wagga? What about anyway. Bathurst? Bathurst, uh, not on the list, but you can get 26 bucks about Adelaide. Mm. That's Bathurst, should uh, be longer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick, what was the what was yeah. the horse tip for us? Okay, so race six today, Coffs Harbour, race six, number six, so 66, the Devils Ooh. numbers. Uh, celebrities, bow, $9. Had two runs north of the border, ex-Victorian. That's moved up to New South Wales. He's loving his new life up here, and I reckon he'll appreciate a bit of sting out of the ground. So there's a bit of a wet track up there today. You can get nine bucks about him. Oh, nice. Very good. Love it. Like that. Mm. All right. Thanks, All right. Nick. Talk to you later. Thanks, Nick. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. All right, stay with us because we're about to discuss who needs to pull up their socks. It's for Underworks, for all-day comfort, everyday quality, and everyday style. It has to be all-day socks by Underworks. Get your nominations in right now on the text line 0457 736 736 and tell us who needs to pull up their socks. We'll get to your nominations next. Breakfast show is thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Now making room again, flicking down to fine legs. Stephen O'Keefe under it, and there's the win for the Sixers. Steve O'Keefe takes the catch, Matthew Kuhneman out, and Ben Dwarshus grabs five. The Sydney Sixers are into the final for BBL 13. A comprehensive win over the Brisbane Heat. The Sixers, led by Ben Dwarshus, are through to the final. 
That's Mark Braybrook on SEN calling the Sydney Sixers win over the Brisbane Heat on Friday night. Well, I to assume from that audio he's a Brisbane Heat fan. Not sure. Didn't sound pumped for the Sydney Sixers. They now host the Big Bash final on Wednesday night at the SCG. How good, J.A.? They await Woo-hoo! the winner of tonight's match between the Strikers and the Heat. Preference? Do we uh, care who the Sixers play or they're just going to spank either team? Strikers. Yeah. We want them to spank Adelaide. I, I feel like, well, no, because I just feel like uh, Heat can get themselves out of a certain loss. They've done that all season. Yeah. So I don't have as You're much going to go to the game? Uh, unfortunately, I can't because there's something else on. But um, Not sleep. Not sleep. No. no I wish. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll be joined by Jordan Silk from the Sydney Sixers ahead of that game. That'll be a massive day. Uh, all right, J.A., who needs to pull up their socks? For underworks, all-day comfort, everyday quality, and everyday style, it has to be all-day socks by underworks. Get your nominations in 0457 736 736. Who needs to pull up their socks? People trying to hack my bank account. Mm. Just get in already. Like, yeah. I'm so sick of having to change my numbers on everything. All right. Because, like, I get a call and it's like, oh, your credit card, you know, you've been compromised. We're sending you a new one. But then your credit card is linked to everything. So I didn't pay my Telstra bill. We all know the drama of that last week. Maybe you don't. Maybe you weren't listening to us, James. I heard about it. Drama. Yeah. We all know that. My insurance to my car wasn't paid. I couldn't drive my car. Like, there was so much that I'm now, just take the money. Is it because I've been overseas, do you think? I think it's because you're signing up to too many adult websites. I think you maybe needed a separate card for those. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think you and I live very different lives, James. <laughs> and I don't know that that's it. Okay. But good, thanks for the tips. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll tell you <laughs> who I need to think, uh, who I think needs to pull up their socks. So they're expecting 30,000 fans who missed out on tickets to flock to the MCG, not in the MCG, around the MCG, to try and hear some snippets from Taylor Swift's live show. They're going to stand outside the stadium just to try and hear some echoes of Taylor Swift as she performs live. Pull up your socks. Surely you got something better to do. Do you think it's one of those things where hype builds hype? Like I yes. heard people getting Taylor Swift tickets that I had never heard of. Like I was like, I, do you really want to go to that concert? And I feel like everyone was just a bit caught up in like, I need the tickets, you know? Well, I didn't realise, I, I know there's Taylor Swift uh, hysteria, What's... but you, you know when there, there's like, who's the band? One Direction hysteria. It's because all the girls love One Direction. You know, they want to date a One Direction guy. What's the the Taylor Swift thing? I mean, it's not Maybe a... Maybe they like her talent. Yeah, I know, but I didn't, I didn't realise there was that much hysteria around Taylor Swift. Yeah. I guess I do now. All right, let's get back on track. Warrior Holic from Wellington's rung in. You can ring in during the show, one 301 Wants uh, to talk about Taylor Swift. No, no, it does not. I'm hoping not. Warrior Holic, good morning. <laughs> morning, team. Yeah, I can tell you all about Taylor Swift, mate. I've got an 11-year-old daughter. Oh, uh, did you so get are tickets? you going? <laughs> oh, no way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows we're not paying two grand for, for that carry-on, but say, um, pull up your socks. Has got a, one of them's got to go to Ronald Boltman as manager for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of the rhetoric in the media has been around both the clubs and how bad they were. Look, James, you ever done a shoulder? Yep, I have. I've had a shoulder, Rico. And tell me you don't know that something's wrong after you've done that. I've done my road heater cuff. Mm. And when I tweak it again, I know straight away. So 
I think uh, he knew, would have known something's up. He's tried to put one over the Dragons to sneak in their door because he knew that he was sort of down the pecking order in the Warriors. And I love the guy, but I think him, the, him and the manager are largely to blame here for trying to put one over the Dragons and they got found out. All right, Ronald, manager. Do, who is the manager, J.A.? Uh, it's, um, I, I want to check before I say it. Yeah. Because. It's on the tip of my tongue as well. Not sure. Yeah. I'm mailing it to you, but the mm. listeners don't know that. Pull up your socks. Uh, Ronald Volkman's uh, manager. Thanks, Warrior Holly, for the call. Uh, the lines are open all morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got some prizes to give away as well. So the best contributors for today will win one of our prizes. Get involved. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line. And as always, we're here for Bryden's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, like Ronald Volkman, Contact Bryden's lawyers.